Hey guys, and welcome to Steve's, the NRL Footy Tips for Finals. Week 1, we have made it. The Finals are getting kicked off this Friday night. There's four massive games, plenty to talk about, and it was the Gold Coast Titans uh, that wrapped up eighth spot after both the Kingsborough Raiders, they, they fell to the Roosters. It was a bad performance in their season. Cronulla couldn't get the job against, uh, done against the Storm. So out of nowhere, the Gold Coast Titans wrapped up eighth spot with a great win over the New Zealand Warriors, and uh, we're going to talk about all the finals matches, give all my previews, but I promised a lot of guests on the show this year, and I haven't been able to make it happen because of the COVID situation. This week, we're going to have four different guests on, one for each show. We're going to have Aaron Mann, um, a good mate of mine, um, who's been on my other movie podcasts. Uh, he's a diehard Manly supporter. Um, he's going to be in to preview the Manly Melbourne Storm game. I'm going to have... Uh, Matt Dupondon, he's another man that's been on the uh, movie podcast. He loves the Gold Coast Titans. We're going to have a chat about them and preview the Titans v Roosters game. Matt Cosser is going to return to the show, my initial guest. We're going to discuss all the action in the Penrith Rabbitohs game and give our thoughts there. And then Josh Duncan is going to be the final guest of the show as we discuss the Eels versus Newcastle Knights. So it's a big show ahead. I was initially going to name my team of the week, um, but these conversations... Um, I'm sure it's going to be riveting and uh, filming this out of order. I filmed those ones first. It, it, it took a long time, but it's a great conversation, each one of these pieces. So uh, Steve's NRL Team of the Year, uh, that will be on next week's show. So check that out. I've got a whole list written and ready to go for that. And there uh, might be some surprising picks in that team. But I want to thank everybody for their support so far in 2021. If you haven't, please subscribe to the show on podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and uh yeah, uh, like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. Without further ado, let's get to all the action of the finals. We've got plenty to cover here. Um, it all kicks off on Friday night with a huge encounter between the Melbourne Storm and the Manly Seagulls. All right, so we have four big finals games coming your way this weekend, and the action's all going to kick off on Friday night. And I can't preview any of these matches alone. Like I said in the opening segment, I've got a few guests coming in to help me out this week. So... First up, I want to introduce Aaron Mann to the show. Um, he's a diehard Manly supporter. NRL has been something that uh, he's really taken hold of in the past couple of years, and he's become a diehard Manly fan in the process. Aaron, welcome to the show. How are you going today, mate? Good, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, as I said, I have, I'm probably newer to being a dedicated fan of the sport than most other people. Um, probably started following every game every week since about late 2018, so... Just over three years now, I've been following the sport dedicated um, as a dedicated fan. Absolutely. Uh, so in the past month, I know that you do listen to the podcast. I've kind of gone through my thoughts on how uh, the season as a whole has gone and how some teams have gone. How have you found the last month of NRL before we get to previewing this match? I actually think it's been a pretty entertaining last four weeks um, in terms of a lot of uh, what's been happening with a lot of the different teams um, and how they how they finish the year. Um, Manly's been an interesting one, obviously, that they have continued a run of form with some high-scoring games, though you could say their last two games have been a bit lacklustre in performance, especially in the first half. Um, in terms of other teams, um, a lot of other teams, such as uh, the, you know, mainly in those top areas, especially Storm and Panthers, continue their roll-on as usual. Um, the Eels, uh, which was obviously heavily talked about, um, they found a little bit of form comeback at least two weeks ago. Um, and then we've seen other teams such as the Warriors and uh, the Tigers who had a really sort of sad ending to the to the season, I think, that's um, going to have a pretty tough uh, off-season for them, I think. So, yeah, but it has been a pretty yeah, uh, entertaining, at least um, 
on the field, uh, yeah, end to the season, I think. Well, you mentioned some disappointing exits. I'm going to talk about. I uh, talked to our good mate Matt Cosler about the Dragons' whole barbecue yeah. incident, how that ended yeah. their season. So definitely, some seasons, uh, some teams definitely dropped off. But as you said, we've we've started also seeing some of these top teams rest players over the past mo- couple of months, get freshened up, ready to go for this final series. So it's definitely going to be an exciting one. And you're here obviously to talk about Manly, so I won't go too much in the NRL, too much further. We'll go straight into Friday night's blockbuster encounter. It all kicks off from 7.50pm from the Suncoast Stadium up there in Brisbane. The uh, the minor premiers, the Melbourne Storm, who finished first on the ladder. They've only lost three games all year. They're going to go head-to-head with the Manly Seagulls. Uh, and in their history, these teams have played 31, uh, sorry, 39 games against each other. The Melbourne Storm have won 23. Manly have won 15. There's been one draw. In finals matches, uh, the Storm lead that Three wins, two one. They played four finals games in their history since '98 when the Melbourne Storm entered the comp. Green finals, which isn't relevant to today, they're one all. The Storm winning the 2007 Green Final, 34 to six over Manly. Manly getting revenge the year later, winning uh, that Green Final in 2008, 40 nil against against the Melbourne Storm. Interestingly, uh, Craig Bellamy has a winning record against every coach he's ever played, except Des Hasler. They played in 32 encounters with uh, Des Hasler taking the the spoils in 17 out of 32 affairs. Craig Bellamy's won 15 of those contests. Aaron, you are a diehard Burnley fan. How do you think their preparation is going to this game? Because obviously they're going in versus the benchmark of the competition. Yeah, I think that the preparation will be uh, really, again, really interesting in terms of uh, what Des does. Um, he, he'll, I think he'll have the boys ready. And just listening, I listened to uh, just recently NRL 360 had an interview with Kieran Four and just talking to him about his his year and what how his belief has changed and just the way you could hear him talking about Des and how Des instills confidence in his players and makes them believe that they can achieve what what they need to achieve. Um, and it's something that I guess I've never really looked into is the mentality of, of players and and what Des is actually doing mentally. I mean, a lot of, we talk about a lot of physical stuff that each team does, especially in terms of players like Tommy, who needs to have a good physical routine. Um, but yet, just hearing the way that Foran um, basically just... He's just such, seemed like such a dedicated um, and just honest in terms of how much he enjoys being under Des's coaching and just, yeah, being there in terms of as a team player. So... Yeah, I think that it's going to be... Uh, I think they're going to be prepared. I don't think they're going to come in underprepared. And I'm, I'm genuinely very excited for this game. I hope that it's a, a, a the blockbuster that it's setting up to be, not only for fans of the NRL, but just fans of sport everywhere. I think that genuinely, if both of these teams can play at their full potential and are prepared, which, let's, let's be honest, we know Storm's probably going to be prepared and ready to go, especially after resting players. I think this could be potentially the game of the year. Well, I think it's a battle between the two master coaches. I mean, Craig Bellamy and Des Hasler have both been there so many times in the past that Des knows exactly how to get his team up for big finals appearances. Same as Bellamy. Obviously, he's proven it over, uh, you know, pretty much the last 20 years. We had a conversation a couple of weeks ago uh, off the podcast, just us being, being mates and all, about you weren't too happy with the, the performance against the Bulldogs a couple of weeks ago. And I, I know that Manly kind of struggled and they were slow out of, the box, uh, out of the blocks against the Cowboys last week. But I think uh, it's not too concerning there because I think Des 
knows how to get these guys prepped, ready for a big final series. And obviously, the start of the season wasn't the start of the year that Manly wanted. They only won one out of their first five games. I think it was important, as I've said multiple times on this show, for them to get a victory without Tom Trojevic, get some confidence before he came back in, which they did. Obviously, Tommy's the big danger man for for Manly. He, he roams both sides of the field, so he's a big component to, to your attack everywhere. Uh, obviously, Melbourne are going to be hell-bent on, on shutting him down. What do you think uh, Manly are really going into this game uh, in terms of, of their attack? Are they... Because obviously Melbourne are going to come in targeting Tommy and trying to shut him down as much as possible. Obviously, we saw that game back in round 21 where Melbourne got up 28-18 to 18 against Manly, but I believe Manly went into half-time of that game with the lead. Uh, was it a draw at half-time? Draw at half-time. Eight all? Eight all, yeah. Um, what do you think is going to be different this time around? Because obviously, as I said, Melbourne are going to have a target on Tontorovic. Are you confident that the other players around him, guys like uh, Cherry Evans, and you mentioned Foran and the confidence he's playing under Des Hasler, are you confident that those guys can really get up for this occasion on Friday night? Yeah, well, what uh, what really cost Manly in that game was uh, they went into halftime while it was 8-all. They went into halftime with a 4-0 penalty deficit against them. Um, so obviously they're going to have to pick, fix up some, some errors that were, happened in both the first half, as well as the crucial errors that happened in the second half. Remember, Manly scored that first try in the second half to take them into the lead, and then LAA drops the ball off the kickoff, which then gave the Melbourne Storm a, a, a try off the back of that. So what they're going to need to do, obviously, is fix up those errors and, and that penalty differential that happened in that game. But then I think that uh, they need to stick with the game plan they had last time. Um, you, you didn't really see a lot of Tommy injected the, the entire game because, yes, again, the Storm did shut him down. But they were moving the ball side to side, utilising Ford and Schu on that left-hand side, and then Cherry Evans leading from the right and Olakowatsu pushing through on that right-hand side with Tommy giving a bit of support from the back. So I genuinely think if they can fix those errors and penalties, we're going to see... A much closer and tidy game. I genuinely think that Manly can win this game. Um, maybe not in the same way that they've won the most recent games where it becomes an absolute blow away in the last 20 minutes. But I feel like they can put some sort of dominance on the game and control the game, which is something that obviously the Melbourne Storm love to do, take control and dictate how the game's going to work. Well, something that's so important in in these finals matches is the health of, of squads, and I don't think Manly have any major injury concerns. The only player out for Melbourne, as far as I can see, that would make their starting 17 is Josh Adokar. They've, yeah. they've picked uh, Lumi Lumi there this week, so the Fox will most likely be back for their next final, whether it's the prelim or next weekend. I think it's really important, personally, for Manly to win the forward battle early because Melbourne have such a, a way to kind of tire out opposition's defence, especially up the middle, that I think it's really important for guys like Alloway and, and Tapia to really uh, set a platform for Manly because, obviously, they're going to come into this game as underdogs. They're versing the benchmark. The promising thing for Manly... And maybe the dangerous thing, really, is that Melbourne haven't been playing great football in the last month or two. Of course, they went on that 19-game winning streak. They got a good win over Cronulla last weekend to wrap up the minor premiership after that loss to, to Parramatta. But they've rested a lot of people. They still haven't, in my opinion, despite the fact that they've equaled the most wins in NRL history, played their best brand of football in 2021 Melbourne. And I think that if... Manly can't dominate and, and get on over the top of Melbourne's big forwards, guys like Finucane and the Bromwich brothers and Christian Welsh early. 
um, then mainly it is going to get tired out um, if they're constantly on the back foot. And you're going to really get room for guys like the Cheese, Brendan Smith, and Harry Green off the bench that could do some serious damage up the middle against Manly. And that's really my worry of Manly. I think Dez is going to have these guys up and ready to go. But I think that this first 20, 30 minutes of this encounter is, is so important because if Melbourne get on a roll early, then it's really going to open up the game for the likes of Papahiasen, Munster, and Hughes. And then... As I said, even if Manly can somehow shut those players down, you've got guys like Nico Hines and Harry Green off the off the bench, and they're game breakers. I don't think any other club in in the NRL at the moment has the luxury of putting such X factors off the bench. Um, so Melbourne, you know they're going to come at Manly for eighty minutes straight. How do you see this game unfolding? Yeah, exactly, Westy, and that's the thing, mate. Is with the Storm, you don't get a break once they do the interchange. It, the game just kicks back up again, and they, the, they're going to have to be ready for that. I think that possibly that's the reason why Josh Elloway has been picked this week. He did get dropped the last second last week, and uh, you could see that he, or maybe it was last week or the week before, he got dropped last second, but you could see he plays with a lot of anger and aggression, and um, that's possibly the reason he's been picked is just because of fitness. Uh, Sipley's on the reserves, who would be the other option over Elloway, I feel, but potentially, yeah, as you said, Getting really tired towards the end of that first half is going to be a big problem. So maybe that's why Sipley's in the reserves instead. Um, yeah, what is concerning is that the last two games, Manly has had a really bad start and a really uh, lacklustre start. So that's going to have to be where a lot of attention is put this week. Uh, and I agree with you exactly as you said. If they, if they can't get into that that good start and that grind um, and hold it out until interchanges start being made, it, it's... It, it, the game could be over early, which is something that we obviously don't want, um, either as a fan or just as someone's watching the game. You want this to be an entertaining and probably close contest the entire time, with both teams playing to their full potential. As as uh, you know, we've got Melbourne have that threat. They've got Munster, Pat and Hughes, Nico Hines, the guy that guys get a lot of attention. Obviously, Brandon Smith is a star in their team, but I actually think that him and Harry Green are the biggest difference makers in this team because if. We've mentioned it. If Manly's forwards gets tired, I think they're going to lay a platform. And I think that Manly have to be really careful not to allow that space up the middle of the field because the Cheese and Harry Grant are guys that if they see even an inch of an opportunity, they're going to take it. Uh, They're going to expose the weakness in Manly's defense. And in my opinion, we talk about Melbourne not playing to the best of their ability. I think Manly have been really good and they've really put up some big score lines in the second half of the season. 66-0 win over the Bulldogs. Um, they bullied some some opposition teams. They don't really have a big scout in terms of the top four. They haven't versed Penrith for a long time. They haven't versed South for a long time. Melbourne beat them when they played uh, a month ago. I think that in this game, it all comes down to, to Manly playing a complete 80-minute performance. And even in those big wins, I don't know if Manly have played an 80-minute performance. So um, they can't just rely on Tom Tarovic to provide the manager because he's going to do what he does. He's going to be heavily involved in a lot of the games and, and in the game. And I don't think Manly's going to be able to shut him down for 80 minutes. But are you confident that the rest of these troops around him, guys like Cherry Evans and Foran, your game managers, uh, managers can really step up and help get Manly over the line? Because Manly win this game, they become the, the competition really becomes wide open. If, if either South beat Penrith or Manly can upset Melbourne, then it isn't a two-horse race anymore. And, man, this finals race really opens up. Yeah, I think that um, Terry and Floyd can definitely lead uh, um, do that. And I also think there's a bit of... Um, another great, great thing is that Jakey, I think, has really started to step up in form as well. So in terms of talking about how forwards need to step up, he 
he's he's getting there back to his best. I think um, his defensive efforts and even attacking efforts last week were fantastic. So hopefully that gives him some confidence going into next week. Um, yeah, the only thing that does worry me is that I do as much as I really I love Schuster. I think he's had a fantastic rookie season. He's been he has been making some some errors that you'd expect from from a rookie. Just sort of overplaying his hand at times, yes. going for low percentage plays, um, which is obviously something that if it doesn't come off correctly, it's going to cause some huge issues and cause some massive mental shifts in this uh, this finals game. So. If Schuster can have a great game, um, I think that can take a lot of pressure off Tommy. Uh, and then on the right-hand side, obviously, Foran's, uh, sorry, uh, Cherry's a bit more on his own out there in terms of playmakers. Uh, but potentially, uh, yeah, Tommy could focus more on that right-hand side. Uh, have Foran and Schuster on the left as more of the plays. Uh, and then obviously Croker, um, who is originally a playmaker, uh, could do some, some work as well there on the side if Tommy gets shot down. So the good thing about Manly is that if they can utilise all their a lot of their players, we've got potentially five or six playmakers on the field who would essentially play that role as a playmaker. That can manage manage them to a victory definitely, and help help Cherry and Foran with the kicking game if they need it. So. Uh, yeah, you've definitely got some strengths around there. It's just whether you can stick with Melbourne early. If you can get this into an arm wrestle, I think Manly are a big chance. What are your What is your prediction in this game? Obviously, you're a diehard Manly fan, so you might be leaning towards Manly. And all my guests seem to have uh, uh, a pick either way this for this podcast that I'm going to have on. But uh, trying to be as unbiased as possible, what are you hoping from this game? And who is your prediction on Friday night? Yep, so I checked, and Manly and the Storm haven't played a finals game against each other since I believe it was 2012 or 2013. Yes, um, yep. And the Storm won that game, knocked uh, knocked Manly out, and went all the way through in that year. Um, I predict that for this game, Des is going to have them ready. Uh, and I do think, even though, again, I am going to be biased, I am going to tip Manly in this one. I think Manly's going to win it by four points. Four points. Uh, I think that Tommy will potentially be shut down for a lot of the game, but I think that uh, those other players that we talked about are going to step up um, and, and lead from the forward a bit more. So, yeah, but four points to be to win the game. I think they're definitely a chance, but as I said, I think they need to play for 80 minutes, and I haven't seen Manly do that all year. Same token, Melbourne haven't played their best football over the last couple of months, so I think it's going to be a real arm wrestle. I just think that the, the skill of, of Melbourne and their big game experience, we're talking about a Manly side who a lot of their players, apart from Cherry Evans and Tom Trorovic, haven't really been in too many high-profile games. Guys like Croker, Schuster, um, these sort of guys, they might be a little bit inexperienced and a little bit overawed by the experience of a finals match and and the pressures that come along with it. I know they made the finals back in 2019, but obviously um, there's been a, a fair few changes to the Manly squad since then. So I'm actually leaning towards Melbourne, and but I think it's going to be a real, a real tight affair. And I think that if you're a Manly supporter... If you win this weekend, it is huge, and you know you're one win away from the grand final. But if you lose this weekend and play well, it really gives you confidence because you get that second chance. You're not with the fifth to eight positions, and you can really still make a one run for the premiership. And if you look at it this way, if Manly play great, Melbourne still win the game by by one or two points, or it's a really tight affair, one try then Manly potentially doesn't have to verse Melbourne until the grand final, which is a huge plus. And 
we've seen in the past what teams play each other in, in round one of the finals and still verse each other in the grand finals. So I don't think a loss to Manly this week, if they play some good football, rules them out of contention at all. I've got Melbourne by eight points, but I think uh, it's going to be a real tight affair. And I just I just can't bet against the game management of Melbourne because they've been there so many times. Craig Bellamy knows how to get them up and ready to go for these big contests. And we haven't seen the best of the likes of guys like Cameron Munster. And, and Pat Houston's just getting back to playing some good football. I think uh, that they're going to be up for a huge game. And I, I'm tipping Storm by eight in this in this contest. But, uh, yeah, 100%. It's a great tip. Um, and yeah, as I said, you know, regardless of the score, um, I just hope that it really is a game to remember for this year. I, I really do am looking forward to this game. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in this one. Not a problem. Thanks for being a guest on the show today, Aaron. We're going to get to the next game shortly, but hopefully we can get you back on next year. Digital's obviously a little bit different face-to-face, and uh, I'm keen to talk about uh, Manly with you in the future, and good luck this weekend. Cheers. Thanks for having me, mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers. All right, so the Saturday action, we've got two huge games coming your way, and the action's... Going to kick off with an elimination game between the Roosters and now the Fairy Tale finish. They got into the top eight somehow, the Gold Coast Titans. I can't preview this game alone, so I'm bringing in another guest. Uh, we've got four this week, and welcome for the very first time a good mate of mine. He's a diehard and long struggling Gold Coast Titans fan, Mr. Matt Dupont. Dupi, how you going, mate? Great to have you on the show, and uh, what are you thought of the footy the last couple of weeks leading into the finals? Well, you got the long struggling thing spot on. Uh, yeah, good man. It's been it's been a tough couple seasons, to say the least, to be a Titans supporter. I mean, after 2016, we're obviously, when we made the finals, yep. Jared Hayden signing, we're expecting big things, and then it was just... Neil Henry didn't survive long after that. Yeah, and yeah. look, we all know that was ridiculous, how Jared Hayden got... How the club decided to stick with Hayne over Neil Henry was just ridiculous. Um, but it looks, we're finally, it finally looks like we're starting to, like, baby steps, but we're heading in the right direction. And for me, just getting a final spot this year is massive for the club. Absolutely. It gives. I would personally say, sorry to interrupt, I'd personally say that I think that you guys might have been travelling a little bit better if, uh, than that last year in 2020, the back end, you guys were on fire, so you probably deserved a spot last year, but it's good to see you guys finally get in this year. Yeah, and it's just like, it's good because obviously the Gold Coast have a pretty bad record with all sports, like obviously the, the basketball Suns. team folded, yeah. the uh, what was it Gold Coast United, the A-League team folded, Suns are abysmal, so <laughs> yeah. it's good that we finally that or well, that they finally have something to be happy about up there. Because you know we've all heard the talks the last couple of years. Is there even a point in having a club on the Gold Coast? Yeah. And to be honest, two years ago, you know, I was honestly thinking, like, really, what is the point? Like, it yeah. just seemed like there was no. Like nothing happening, no hope. And credit to Holbrook in two years, he's turned the club around. Absolutely. And now the the goal, the Titans is a genuinely exciting place to go to for players. Obviously, with the big name players coming in this season. 
especially if especially if there's a 17th team that comes into the competition. The last two years has been really important for the Titans because you didn't want to kind of be lost in the shuffle and, and the team that comes in has a more immediate success than Titans have. But it's good to see the Titans yeah. playing some consistent footy and, and, and starting to challenge for, for these uh, finals positions for sure. Yeah. So, um, 100%. In terms of other teams... Uh, a lot of teams have been resting players the last couple of weeks. Uh, what are your thoughts on how uh, some of the, these other finals teams are travelling? And um, I, uh, during the podcast, uh, we've had uh, so far, I mean, Aaron's been on the show and a lot of the talks by a lot of the pundits out there is that we've it's a two-team race between Penrith and, and the Storm. What is your opinion on that? Do you think other teams can can fight um, for, for, those, uh, for, for a premiership glory or at least make it competitive? Oh, look, I, I wouldn't call it a two-team race. I'd, I would, like, at the very least, call it a three-team race. Um, I, I say to anybody who doesn't think Manly can win it, like, you know, you're, like, you, you watch like you watch them on the weekend, and for about 60, 68 minutes, they were just very scrappy. And then at the click of a finger, bang, 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 Travojevic, they, you know, they all just turn it on, man. Like, in, in the space of about 12 minutes, they put on 24 points. Yes. And, yeah, it was against the Cowboys. But at the same time, man, just, like, for a team that can just, you know, click into gear that quick, doesn't matter who you're playing against, they're going to be very hard to stop. And I certainly think that they're a chance. It's, it's such a shame with South, with Latrell, because you would have had to say that they are a genuine chance as well. but And and I still would say that they are. It's it's not a talent thing for South. It's more of a mindset thing Mental. for them. They yeah. just clock off in games. Yeah. And, and I think, they can't do it this weekend. I'll get into it because after this game, when I have him as a guest, but one thing that I will mention is the fact that it seems that, because we've only lost to Penrith and Melbourne this year, but it really started to become a mind game in terms of can we beat them? Are we good enough? Because we just have not been competitive enough in those big games. Rabbitohs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you look at the Panthers game a couple of weeks ago, 12-0, absolutely flying. Dominating. And then just ill-discipline and... As you said, mind like that mind factor. As soon as Penrith got one, it was just a roll on effect. Yeah, but I think that actually helps us a little bit in terms of uh, having Blake Ta- Blake Taft there. I think he's a little bit more reliable in defence. I don't think Cleary is going to have as much as an easy time terrorising him like he did with Mansour and Latrell a couple of weekends ago. What are your yeah. tips heading into? Uh, what are your tips in the other games this round? Let us know. What do you reckon about the top four? And what do you reckon about the Eagles Newcastle game? Um, well, I was actually going to ask because I like I just finished work and yeah. um, is Cameron Monster has he been named to play for Melbourne? He has been named there pretty much full strength except for um, except for Josh Adokar. He's not playing. Lumi Lumi's the other winger. Oh, okay. Yep. That, that that actually makes it interesting because you can you can bet that Manly are going to target him hard. Hundred um, percent. And he'd be on. Is he on Jason Saab's side of the field or Garrett? I, I believe he's on Saab's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Saab. And I, and and for Manly, Kurt, uh, Josh Alloway is starting as prop this week with with Tapia. So they actually uh, put him back into the starting team, which is interesting. Okay. Mm. Um. Yeah. Look, I won't back against Melbourne because I don't have a. I just don't have a reason to back against them. But 
Man, if there's going to be an upset this weekend, that is the game because Manly are a genuine chance, and especially in finals, they they always go up a gear, especially against the Storm. Yeah, yeah. What what but, about? Yeah. So you say you tip Melbourne still? I'll go in Melbourne, but yeah, oh, I'm tempted to go Manly. I really am. Yeah, but I'll I'll stick with Melbourne. What do you reckon about Penrith Seahawks? Obviously, you're probably leading the way at Penrith. You're talking about Seahawks second go. <laughs> I think Penrith will win the comp, man. I really yeah. do. Um, just do you think it's going to be boss. a bloodbath? Do you reckon it's going to be no? No, no I don't think it'll be a bloodbath. Um, I I actually expect South to get a bit closer um, than a couple of weeks ago, even though Latrell's out. I think Bennett will be running home just the don't clock off and just don't give away stupid penalties. Yep. There was a few questionable penalties in that game, but some of them it was just. Ill discipline, silly ill discipline, yeah. just like, and, and they just a lot of like like Cody Walker and Kalua Matangi. There was just instances in that game where you could just tell that they were starting to get frustrated, and they were just giving away silly little penalties, just um, hands all over the face and all over the ball, and it was just. And I think Bernard will run home this week. Just none of that, because and if they don't give away silly penalties, and they're a chance, but. I, I just can't back against Penrith. I think it'll be close, but Penrith should get the win. I was talking to Aaron. I, I, with Manly and Seahawks, if they... Because if they obviously win, they open up this competition massively. One of those two teams yeah. gets the upset. But I think even if they lose and play really well, I don't think that's the end of Seahawks or Manly in this competition. I think if they lose no. week one, they can still be a, a genuine threat for sure. Oh, yeah, I think they definitely can, man. Um, yeah, like this week, I don't think that anybody... Like, really, I think the Panthers and the Storm are going to be under a lot more pressure if they lose this week than South and Manly because I think, like, most people expect Melbourne and Penrith to get the wins this week. But if one of them happens to slip up, then, as you said, it's going to open up big time because the pressure is going to get massive, especially Melbourne. The fact that they'd lost three games all season... And if they lose in week one of finals, Huge. then yeah, it'll, crazy. Yeah. What? Uh, so uh, in terms of elimination, we'll talk about Gold Coast finally in a second. Um, but uh, I know you can't wait. I know, mate. It's a big game, that's for sure. You're excited. Uh, the Eels, Eels, Newcastle. Um, I, we've talked off air about how you just don't think Newcastle are up for the challenge. Your opinion changed at all before, since we had that conversation? What do you think about that game? I think Parra win by forty. Yep. Oh, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Um, to me, like, not 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 even just last week watching Newcastle. The last two months, they yeah they've been getting wins, but they've beaten they've they've beaten nobody. And in my opinion, there's just so many of those games where like the Sharks game, there was a couple of terrible decisions that went against Cronulla. Um, the game against us, I just I I, I don't know how we. We, in my opinion, it was us finding a way to lose that game than Penrith. Um, sorry, than Newcastle winning it, and I, I just don't rate them. Um, Bradman Best and Kalen Ponga—they're just very inconsistent. I don't think Mitchell Pearce has been that great since he's come back from injury. Um, Jake Clifford's been all right, but I, again, I just I don't think he's anything special personally. I think their forwards just haven't been that great. Like, I was expecting Frizzell to be 
unreal this season. I know he's been injured a lot, but um, yeah, just I don't think he's been that great. I don't know. And I, I personally, I think their back line is horrendous. Yep. I just I don't rate their backs. Like, yeah, I I, I think Parra could win this by quite a lot. I think it'll be very reminiscent to the South Newcastle game at this stage last year when yep. South just blew them off the park. Yep, crazy. Um, sweet. All right, well, mate, you got your predictions. Let's head to the big game now. It's uh, Sunday. Sunday at 5.40pm. Uh, up there at Queensland in Country Bank Stadium. The fifth finishing Sydney Roosters had a good win over Canberra. End of their season last weekend. They're versing the Gold Coast Titans who had the miracle um, situation where they were in a chance to make the finals against the Warriors, and they came out. It was a great performance. Uh, so the Roosters versus Titans. In their history, these two teams have played 21 games against each other. It's the Roosters with the advantage, 13 wins to 8. They've played in one finals game versus each other. It was back in 2010 to get to a green final, the preliminary final. And in that night, and that night it was 30, 32 to 6, uh, the, the Roosters getting up. This year, they've played one match against each other, and the Roosters were well on their way to a huge victory before a great comeback by the Titans. The Roosters still got the job done. It was a 35-34 victory. Doopy, we've been talking about the other clubs. Gold Coast, obviously, they're in a different situation than every other team in this finals race. They didn't know if they were going to be in the finals until a couple of days ago. How do you think their preparation's been over the last couple of weeks? Are you happy with how the, the club's progressed throughout the course of the season? And um, do you think they're going to go into this ga- sudden death game against the Roosters? They don't have much to lose. Do you think they're going to go into this game full of confidence? Well, definitely going with confidence. I wouldn't say our preparation's been too great the last couple of weeks um, because well, before last week it was what was it three straight losses against South Melbourne Newcastle and then obviously last week we got the win so I wouldn't say our preparation's been the best but like, watching us last week it was just like sort of alright you know we're probably not going to play finals so let's just throw the ball around and see what happens I'd go in with I'd go into this week with the exact same mindset. Um, it just seemed obviously, it just seemed like it all clicked last week. Yeah, like what you've yeah. been working towards. I don't know what, what I know you only versus the Warriors, but like it was it was crazy. Yeah, well, it was like Fogarty was in complete con- like control of how the team was run as well, and I think that's how it sort of has to be, even going into next season because supposedly next season. Um, we are going to go with Brimson at 5'8 and Campbell at fullback, which I think we definitely should. Um, but yeah, like, it was basically just Fogarty's team last week in terms of, like, the playmaking and everything. Not that Peachy wasn't good. You know, when he had to kick, he was kicking, but most of the kicks were coming off Fogarty, and he did a really good job. Um, and as you said, it all just clicked last week, man. Um, but the most satisfying thing for me was obviously not conceding a point. Yep. Because that's been our week. I think that we can all agree that attack-wise, we're as good as anybody. Yep. Like, even the big tents. But our, our big problem this season has just been clocking off in defence and... And it's been frustrating. Obviously, it's been frustrating at times because Holbrook is such a defensive coach. Usually, I mean, that's that's what he's what he kind of really based his team in. In the Super League, he really focused yeah. heavily on defense. And um, the end of last year, you started seeing the results, and this year just hasn't been there 
consistently as you'd like it to be. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes down to how young our forward pack is as well. Um, I think we'll be... I really think we'll be a lot better next year when, obviously, another year under their belt and, obviously, Isaac Liu coming across from the Roosters who I can't wait to get. The guy brings premiership winning experience. He's got several caps for the Kiwis as well. So he'll bring a lot... um, a lot of experience to the club. You mentioned you mentioned the likes of Fogarty really controlling the team last week and the inclusion of Jaden Campbell. I mean, uh, you think when AJ Brimson gets injured, well, man, that could be our season gone. But Jaden Campbell, since he's coming to first grade, has exploded. And likewise with Fogarty, since Ash Taylor's been out of the team, I felt like Ash Taylor was kind of trying to get involved too much and trying to overplay his hand a little bit. While when he's out of the side, it puts that complete control to Fogarty, and I think he's really relished the opportunity to lead the team individually. Uh, Peachy's there to kind of do his running game, but it's definitely Fogarty's team in terms of uh, engaged management, and Jane Campbell's been electric. What do you think of those two and how they've evolved throughout the course of the year? Yeah, for me, like, uh, a lot this year, Ash Taylor, um, he's very hesitant with uh, a lot of the time, I found. And a lot of that's due to a lack of confidence, obviously, especially the last couple of years and whatnot. And I think, honestly, a club change is the best thing for him. Yeah, I think... goes overseas. I don't think he's getting re-signed. Yeah, I know that's happening. We'll go to another NRL club. But um, the thing with Campbell, man, is... I mentioned it last week when he scored his first try. The kid just plays with absolutely no fear. And... Like, you saw the first try where he just grubs it through. Like, full defensive line in front of him, and he's just like, nah, I'm going to have a crack. Grubs it through and scores. And, yeah, it just, I, I, I can't remember a kid coming through with us that's just got that instinct. Like, the, the kid just doesn't have any fear. And, uh, again, like a full preseason under his belt, and I think that he might have to put on a few kilos because he's obviously there's not much of him. Yeah, very lean. But yeah, he's, he's just yeah, he's the kid is he's very talented. He's got great footwork. It'd give you confidence for the future, man. Because uh, yeah. even like you mentioned the no fear that game. I think it was his debut. It might have been an Origin affected Melbourne team, but man, Melbourne, he just yeah. mate, he just he took that game by the scruff of the neck and he changed that game for Gold Coast. That you almost got the win. Yeah, even even three weeks ago, again again against the Storm, yep. kid gets a double. Like he's just yeah, he just he's he's the type of kid that he might he, like. I'll compare him to another player in Josh Schuster for Manly. He might make a couple mistakes, but they're they're willing they're willing to make that dodgy play that might be a game winner. Yep. And he could be a huge difference for Gold Coast fortunes moving forward. We'll talk about the Roosters yep. in a second and then the game itself. But in terms of uh, Gold Coast, obviously you've had there's a lot of expectations this season around the club and you've got Fafita and, and Big Tino in there. Um, in my opinion, anyway, I don't think they've lived up to expectations, so to speak. Fafita's been good in patches, but I think that he... I've caught him multiple times on the show, and I don't know if it might be an unfair statement. You tell me if you think it's unfair, but he's a flat-track bully in terms that he seems to dominate weaker oppositions, but when it comes to big occasions, he seems to folder and goes missing a little bit, and Tino's been solid, just not to the effect that a 40 uh, would be. Now, what do you think about those two seasons? Yeah, um, I, I agree. Like, it, there's there's no doubting that Fafita 
definitely plays better against the small sides. I mean, like realistically, man, you'd have to think besides the South game where he scored a hat trick earlier in the season. I can't really think of too many big name opposition where he's really dominated. Yep, and it, it's all been sort of the small teams. Tino's been yeah solid. He has like he's had these really good games. Other games not so much. In my opinion, Patrick Herbert's been our best signing. Yep, in terms of consistency, been really I think good. he's been great. Absolutely. Um, even McIntyre the last couple of weeks, he's been very good very, filling very good. in for. For Proctor. Interesting um, you say I that. Really he, he's not in the seventeen. I don't think. McIntyre. No, I'm just looking at your team Is there. He yeah. He's not there. He's not even oh. twenty one. So I don't know if he got injured. Oh no, he's eighteenth. He's eighteenth man. Eighteenth. Yeah, yeah that's a shame. I, I, I would have named him this week personally. Your bench your bench is Clark, Lasone, Fafita and, and Jolliffe. Okay, so we're going so I'm guessing Proctor, Firma and, and Tino. Tino. Yeah, as you start yeah. to pack here. Yep. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think Proctor's... I think he should retire. I know he's yeah, going around probably. again next year, but yeah. personally, I think he should have retired after yeah. this season. Um, and I would have re-signed McIntyre, plus, obviously, Isaac Liu coming. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk but, about... Let's shift gears yeah. a little bit. Let's talk about the Roosters, uh, because, um, yeah, I mean... The, what a gear they've had in terms of uh, season-ending injuries, career-ending injuries. I mean, you've got yeah. Josh Morris just announced his retirement, but already retired. Brett Morris, Jake Friend, Boyd Cordner, Luke Keery's been out pretty much all year. It's just been a hell of a situation. Joseph Manu, fractured cheekbone. The injuries just keep yeah. coming for him. Um, but somehow they just keep finding a way to win. And being competitive, they might not have the uh, the strike power, in my opinion, to challenge those big teams. And I thought Canberra were really going to put it to the sword and uh, define their season last week and get into the finals. But the Roosters just showed up again. Great performance by Drew Hutchinson. A great performance by Adam Keegan. How have you been... Uh, what are your thoughts on this Roosters side this season? How do you think they're travelling? Because, man, they're just running on empty at the moment in terms of troops. Yeah. Well, I know that, like... We, we all just, I think we're all sort of used to Melbourne going this great and uh, we don't really talk about Bellamy for Coach of the Year. And that's why I think Trent Robinson will get Coach of the Year. Yeah. Like, to, to do what he's done this year with the amount of injuries and e- even the players that aren't, like, aren't injured at the moment, like, they've got a couple of troops coming back, obviously. But just to compete this season with, like, you know, even, like, Radley being on the sideline for all his suspensions and Warrior Hargreaves. They're playing he's, with... He's just done unreal, man. They're playing with heart, like less than half a salary cap, let's be honest. A lot of these guys they put oh, in have just been makeshift yeah, and they've been doing the job. Yeah, um, and it's really... It really shows you, like, the players that don't normally get the raps, I guess we're seeing a lot more of them this year. Like, I think uh, Nat and Egan Butcher have both yep. been great. yep. Um, th- this year Fletcher Baker another good young kid yeah Fletcher Baker yep. but even like some of their like bigger name players I think this year has certainly basically shown us that Angus Crichton is the best edge back row in oh, the world he's been great that is unbelievable yep. absolutely outstanding he's such a good player but yeah they're starting to get a few troops back like obviously last week they they got Morris, uh, Adam Kieran, you mentioned. Ikevahu, I think um, Sam Verrills has been back recently. Yeah. Radley's back on board this week in Hargraves. Yeah, so. this week they get Warrior Hargraves and, and uh, 
Bradley, but... Looking at the team list, uh, Drew Hutchinson and Lachlan Liam have played themselves into a starting role. I mean, I think Sam Walker's been struggling with a shoulder injury. He's had a really big first yeah. season in, in first grade. He's uh, on the bench again this week. So so it's an interesting lineup they've gone with. Shifting to the game itself now, obviously uh, it was a big game earlier this season. A lot of points scored, 35-34. Do you expect something similar? And what do uh, both teams have to do to get up uh, to win this contest. The Roosters, they're pretty much, as we said, str- going on empty. Uh, do they have enough gas to, to really make an impact in the finals? And Gold Coast, a week ago, they didn't even think they were going to be here. And now they're here. So it's a big game for both teams. Elimination. What are your thoughts and uh, what do both teams have to do to win? Um, well, for us to have a good chance, um, again, just for a caution to win, to see what happens. Um the start is crucial. If if we let them get off to a lead like we did when we played them earlier in the season, there's no way we'll come back, especially in finals. Like, Robbo will have them prepped. You know, they've won two... Sorry, they've won three premierships yep. under him. Yep. Um, Incredible. They'll be, they'll be... And they'll be up for it, man. I think, um, like the Roosters, that is, even with, like, the amount of players they've got out, I don't think they're going to necessarily gas out. I just think that like the quality of opposition later in the finals, I think might be a bit too much for them. But this, they're they're going to be hard to beat this week. Like realistically, like let's be realistic. I think the Roosters like should win this game. But for us, yeah, it's just throw caution of the wind, and um, outside backs is where we can get them in my opinion. Um, like, Josh Morris, great defensive centre, but I think Adam Kieran's a bit suspect, and I believe that Patrick Herbert is going to be running on his side of the field. And to me, that's a big mismatch in yep, defence. Absolutely. Um, I mean, so, for, yeah, look, yep. that's where we can get him. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, for me, for for the Roosters, I said it last week, I think they're running on empty. They might be able to get through this week, but I don't think they can do any damage in this final series. And that's nothing against them, but with the caliber of stars they've been missing and even getting some of these troops back, a lot of these guys, guys like Angus Trident, Takiaho, Tedesco, the guys that have been there consistently for for majority of the season, um, they've got to be running on empty. Ted, Teddy's been then basically lifting this Roosters team up um, almost by himself the last couple of months. And surely, I know he's a great player, but man, in terms of health and, and player healthy, uh, health and, and, and you know form and, and how ran down they are, uh, the fittest team usually wins the comp at this point in the season, the healthiest. And yeah. these guys have just had a, a massive seasons, even the people that haven't been injured, to the point where I think that the Gold Coast are a chance. Because if you guys play like you did against the Warriors, leave caution to the wind then you're a huge chance in this contest, um, for sure. Um, I just lost Doopy, so I have to get him back. Uh, give us one moment, guys. All right, guys, in saying that, Gold Coast, I just, yeah, I think they've got to play a free-roam game, and uh, I think there can be a massive chance of an upset because this Roosters side, um, as I said, I think they're just running on empty. It's For me, James Tedesco is going to have to play a massive role for the Roosters to have a, a chance in this contest um, in terms of their halves. I think that if things go wrong early, Gold Coast got a real big chance. But for Gold Coast, they just have to play with that intensity that they have played when they've been at their best football. We haven't seen an 80-minute performance from Gold Coast. I think they needed to uh, to be as good as they can be um, and just hang with the Roosters. If they can hang with the Roosters opening 20 minutes, if their forward pack doesn't get ran over by the likes of Radley, Croydon, and Hargraves, I think we could definitely see an upset on the cards.
Yeah, uh, I agree, man. Um, it's just, it, it feels weird because I think this is one of the first finals ever where I felt that basically no team is under pressure because we were so lucky to get there and the Roosters' injury toll. But yeah, I think that we can we can definitely get the result. As you said, it, it, it all comes down to the way to the way we start. If if we concede early points, then it could be a bloodbath. However, if we can match them the first twenty minutes, then we could be in for a very very good game. In saying that, mate, who are you tipping in this contest? I mean, you've got your you're obviously barracking there for the Titans. Give us the tip, mate. Who do you reckon is going to take this one out? I'm going the Roosters by 14 points, man. Um, I, I think it'll be a good game for the first 60-odd, but I think late in the game, their they're premiership winners and whatnot might just have a bit too much for us. But saying that, it could, have, it could be the complete opposite where they're fought like players like Warrior Hargraves, Isaiah, um, Isaac Liu, they are getting a bit older. Where, and that could be a big chance for players like Fodawaker and Tino, Fafita, etc., to get on top of them. But I can't back against the Roosters. They've done unbelievable this season, and I think Robbo will have them primed for a big game. For me, Fafita needs to be massive from the bench for you to have a chance. Big Tino and uh, the likes of Firm, Proctor, Mo, your starting forward pack needs to match theirs without a, a shadow of a doubt. Um, I just think, man... Even if they get through this week, I just don't see the Roosters doing much damage. And let's be honest, they're heavy favourites going into this game. But, uh, mate, I'm going to just give all the Gold Coast Titans fans out there a little bit of hope. Um, I don't know how much hope because some of my tips this year have been fucking completely off, to be honest. But I'm going to tip the Titans for the upset. I think that they have they have nothing to lose. Um, I think they're going to be great. And, man, obviously you've got to shut down the threat of Tedesco. But I don't know if I rate... Uh, the Roosters harsh when they're under pressure. I don't. I think that Lamb, Hutchison are not proven performers in a finals arena at all. Sam Walker, I think he's a, a great player of the future. He's starting off the bench. I don't know how heavily involved he's going to be in the match. And he seems to be struggling with a bit of a shoulder injury. So I think they had their guys like Kiri and, and, and on board that they can make a massive difference. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm going to tip the Titans. I'm going to tip them by eight points. Uh, but yeah, thank you for being a guest, Matt. And uh, I've actually lost him again, guys. But uh, I mean, I'm hoping we can uh, have him back on the show next week, uh, next week or next year, uh, depending on how the Gold Coast Titans go. Thank you for being a guest, Cole, uh, Matt Dupont. And uh, mate, I've got the Titans by eight points. Let's hope they can fulfill that ultimate upset. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the first finals uh, match preview of the top four with Storm versus Manly with special guest Aaron Mann. We're about to get into the second of those top four encounters when the Penrith Panthers take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs on Saturday night. But before we get to that, I need to welcome back for the second time, the first ever two-time guest on Steve's NRL Footy Tips. It's Matt Cosrew. Cos, how are you today, mate? And how have you enjoyed the footy in the past month? Oh, good, thanks. Thanks for having me again. And, uh, yeah, the last month's been good. It's been, uh, well, besides the team I support, it's been pretty good. The Tom Travojevic show, it's good to watch each week. And uh, Cleary's made a good comeback, so I'm keen for the finals. Mate, it's been an unbelievable uh, run of form for Tom Travojevic. Up there with, you know, Hayne, Barber, Andrew Johns in their prime. It's some of the best form you've ever seen any player yeah. have. It's absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just, yeah. <laughs> uh, mate, 
you, the second, the first, second time guest on the show, I said if you got a perfect round the first time you were a guest on the show, you were never allowed back on. Guess what? You passed the test because you got some tips wrong. I think you still beat me that round all the way back there in round three. But I can't that, remember what I got, but yeah, it wasn't definitely, it definitely wasn't a perfect round. You've made it back. You, you've survived. You're here again. We'll see if you get to a third appearance next year. We'll see how you go. Um, don't stuff this opportunity up, mate. Um, <laughs> but you're ready to talk about some football. Speaking of which, your teammate, we, we talked about your love of the Dragons, your first appearance. What happened, mate? The barbecue incident happened. You probably at that point only needed to win two or three games out of your past uh, out of your last seven so, or eight. Yeah. And, uh, mate, it just went into a heap and you didn't win another game for the rest of the year. Yeah, it was just a disaster. An absolute disaster. They they got a one point victory over the Warriors and celebrated like it was a grand final victory. It was, and it went downhill from there. Yep, it, mate. I, where do you even go for? Where do you even? Where, where do you even go if you're Anthony Griffin? And what hope do you have for next year as a Dragons fan? You got a few signings coming in, but that's got to be such a disappointing exit. I'd be fuming if I was a Dragons supporter. Oh, look, disappointed. It's an understatement, but. I think start fresh, whip them through the off season, and and go again next year. Who would you have as fullback and five eight? Because Matt Dufty's gone now. Uh, one of my favourite players of all time. He's out. He's he's, he's out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bulldogs problem. Yep. Yeah. Corey Norman. He's gone. Um, what what do you reckon the Dragons' spine looks like next year? You got some young guys coming through. What, who would you yeah. be naming as your fullback and, and five eight to start the year? And your halfback? Think, would you keep Ben Hunt as halfback? I think Tyrell Sloan. Um, has earned his fullback position for next year. I'd go with him. I'd go with um, Junior Amon in at five eight. Over Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I keep Hunt at seven and McCulloch at nine. Yep. And I'd use and buy on the bench. On the bench. I hear rumours that Bird might be going to the second row and they could play and buy in the centres because well, of yeah. Sims' potential departure. Yeah, if Sims is gone, I'd say Bird to the second row with um, Sua, who comes to the club next year. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, well, as, as I said, man, I, you, you're in a position to make the finals this year. Can you can get there next season? I think so. If you look at it, we finished 11th somehow. Um, even when we lost a bunch of games, we're still somehow in the top eight. And we finally, finally got kicked out when Gold Coast and Sharks and Newcastle started winning games. But... Um, yeah, I think I think we'll be top eight if we can, you know, not break COVID protocols if they're still in place. Come next <laughs> um, mate, enough about the dragons. All right, we they're not worthy to talk of no, first week of the finals uh, this season. Anyway, let's get to the game on Saturday night. And you're an unbiased. Everybody else I've got as a guest this week. Has a, has a team that they're definitely going to be supporting in this final series, and I've got them for those games. You don't go for the Pendrifus here, so it's going to be interesting to see your opinion at 7.50 on Saturday night. It's the second place, Pendrifus Panthers heading up against the Rabbitohs, uh, who finished third from the Queensland Country Bank Stadium up there. Head-to-head, these two teams in their history since 1967 have played 96 games against each other. The Rabbitohs enjoy a 50-44 to advantage with two draws in finals, Despite the fact that these teams have been in the competition together for well over 50 seasons, they've only played one finals match. It was last year's preliminary last final. Year, yeah. uh, the Panthers, I believe, won that game 20-16. to 16. So the Panthers hold a 1-0 finals advantage. Uh, they've beaten the Rabbitohs. The Penrith Panthers have beaten the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Their last five encounters, including two huge games uh, this season, in round 11, it was 56-12. to 12. 
the Panthers absolutely destroying South Sydney at Dubbo. And then a couple of weeks ago in round 23, the Panthers were down 12 nil, uh, scored 25 unanswered points to beat the Rabbitohs 25 to 12. Cosry, how do you think both teams have gone in the past month of of the season? Um, obviously, they both rested a few, getting ready for for finals. Penrith named the full strength squad last weekend. How do you think both of these teams are are preparing heading into this big encounter? Yeah, I think uh, Penrith's been going. I would say okay. I mean, they Cleary came back what a month ago, and they have. I don't think they put in a full eighty minute performance just yet, and. Um, I think Cleary's just slowly getting back into his uh, pre-shoulder injury form, and I think he'll be raring to go and go that one step further uh, this final series. And for the Rabbitohs, they've been... Well, they had 10 in a row before they lost to the Panthers, was yep. it? Yep, sure was. Yep, 10 in a row. Their attack, it's great to watch. It's just slick. Just AJ just scores tries for fun, really. And... Um, yeah, they had that little hiccup with uh, with the loss to Penrith and obviously the Latrell Mitchell stuff as well. But you know, three prelim losses in a row, they'll be they'll be uh, looking to go that one step further as well and and send Adam Reynolds out a winner and Wayne Bennett as well, mate. So Wayne I mean, Bennett, yeah, of course. What is your take, quickly, on the Latrell Mitchell incident? I, I know that you were not a fan of the tackle, and you, you, I'm sure you are in support of a big suspension. We had a conversation off-air about that, but uh, a lot of teams, have, a lot of pundits have ruled out South Sydney as a, a chance of winning the premiership. But without mentioning your prediction in this game, do you think that South can potentially go at least one further than the prelim this year and make the grand final? Oh, is it possible? Of course it's possible. 100% they can do it. They've got a lot of things going against them, but they can definitely do it. Yep. Uh, and, and, and if we're looking at Penrith, in my opinion, this past month, uh, you said they've been travelling okay. I think they're starting to get back to that form that saw them yeah. you know, elevated to the top of the ladder at the start of the season, all, yeah. all done to back on deck. When you look at the lineups for this week, both teams are pretty much full strength, apart from, obviously, the... Uh, Blake Taff being fullback, the young kid comes in to replace Latrell Mitchell, who's not going to be there from suspension. But apart from that, and I believe who broke their arm for for Penrith last week was it Sorensen? Wasn't Sorensen? Yeah, 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 Sorensen? yeah. Yeah, so he's still yeah he's out he's out as well. But it's a pretty full strength lineup. Uh, do you see this this game following in the footsteps of round twenty three? Do you think the Rabbitohs are going to be up for the challenge early in the contest and? Um, you know, how do you think this game plays out? Yeah, I think um, it'll be pretty much pretty similar to uh, the round 23 game. It'll be pretty close uh, for, you know, maybe 50, 60 minutes. But I, I think the same result will come. And I think Penrith will just get over the top of them. What, why do you think that? I mean, you look at... Uh, Obviously, see us. They were fired up in that round twenty-three encounter, and you mentioned Adam Reynolds and the potential farewell. You mentioned Wayne Bennett. How exactly do you, you see this game playing out? What do you think uh, for for each team to win? Who do they have to shut down? How do they have to play? Because when you look at that that round twenty-three game, it was really a tale of two halves. Penrith forwards got dominated by the big Rabbitohs forwards in the in the first half, and then they scored a couple of uh, I don't want to say lucky, but a couple of. Uh, fortunate tries to, to get back in the contest. And then from the second half onwards, it was all Penrith's forward, which is completely dominating the Rabbitohs. So uh, what do you think What do you think both teams have to do to win uh, this contest and get over the top of the other, other team early? I think um, for South to win, I think they've got to completely shut down uh, Cleary's impact, especially his kicking game. 
he can he can kick teams to death and yeah, South Sydney really need to get on top of that if they want to advance to the preliminary final again. And for Penrith to win, they've just got to shut down, I think, um, South's main man in the attack, and that's Cody Walker. If if South's so... In that game in round 23, the Rabbitohs, uh, like, left-hand attack didn't really... Apart from an early try to Latrell, I believe it was Latrell Mitchell, their left-side attack if raids kind of faltered. I think Wayne Bennett's going to have them ready to try to attack from both sides of the field. What impact do you think Blake Taft brings to this side? Do you think he can, you know, make a difference to the Travados team? Obviously, he's a very different player to Latrell Mitchell. Mitchell's got the X factor. Taft's a little bit more of a traditional halfback, uh, but I think he adds a bit of security at the back there. Latrell and Josh Mansell in that round 23 game were tortured by by Nathan Cleary's kicking game. But do you think that Taft can make a difference? And do you think the Rabbitohs are going to be targeting both sides in attack? Because we all know how good their left-hand side can be. But I think that South Sydney going into this game has to have a backup plan in case uh, they can't get points over that side of the field, which Penrith should have pretty covered. Yeah, Yeah, I think um, think Taft will, will take this opportunity with both hands. He was impressive last week. Albeit playing, you know, St George, but <laughs> I know, was disappointed we could only beat the first grade Dragons team by uh, four points of our reserve grade squad. Mate, it was a bit of a disappointing <laughs> end to that game. Yeah, he's a, he's a good little player, so I don't know. He could be a surprise packet in this final series. Yep, and uh, and see us. Do you reckon we've got enough to to kind of stack that right hand side? Can you see Cody Walker Roman a little bit more like uh, like a Tommy Turbo for Manly in, in terms of going on both sides of the field because he's done it before in previous finals, but we haven't seen much of it this year. Yeah, he's got, he's going to have to. If South want to win, he's going to have to because yeah, like with 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 I think uh, yeah, Cody's got to step up that little bit more and be on the left and right side of the field if uh, South are the win. It's going to be an interesting battle as well between the halfbacks, Cleary versus Reynolds. Cleary's just been on fire with his game management this year. He's really elevated. Um, I don't think he's lost this year. No, he's undefeated. I think he's won 36 out of his past 38 games or something crazy like that. Um, yeah. It's it's insane. But Adam Reynolds last year, we saw it in the prelim final, if you remember, he was inches away from kicking a uh, 40-20 that really yeah. could have yeah. won South in the game or at least got him a try to equal it and make it 20-all. Um Obviously, the kicking game is so important for both sides, um, especially if their forwards, you know, really can't fire up and get on top of the opposition early. Do you think that Cleary's the clear, got the clear advantage in that department? Because Adam Reynolds is no slouch of a, of a game management manager himself. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, I think so. I think Cleary's... I know, I know South have lost the last uh, three preliminary finals, but that grand final last year would have uh, Cleary and, and his mob motivated to go that one step further so yeah I think I think I was talking to I was talking to Aaron about this as well and I think that obviously the favourites are Melbourne and Penrith in this competition if one of these two teams in Manly or South Sydney can upset one of these um, one of these sides early in this final series it would really open up the competition if they lose though and I said this about Manly if, if Manly lose and play well and if Souths lose and play well I don't think I'm ready to rule them out of contention in this in this finals race by losing this week. What do you think? Um, because yeah. a, because a loss round one, uh, week one of the finals, is could be massive. But I also think you can recover from it. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. But uh, I think for Souths, I think what they they lost four games this year, two to two to Melbourne, two to Penrith. So they've got Penrith this week, and if they lose and Melbourne win, then they fall on Melbourne's side of the draw to get in that grand final. So. You know, for, for South Sydney to get into a grand final, they've got to beat 
the team that they didn't beat this season. So it's going to be a little bit tough. So South Sydney will be doing everything to win this week. Do you think that uh, it's, he can play on the mind a bit when, when CS are beating every other team in the competition, but they can't seem to get over the line against the likes of Penrith and Melbourne? Because at some yeah. point, you've got to start thinking, well, can we beat these guys, or are they just too good for us? I think you've, I think you've dropped out, Coz. Oh, um, well, you're back. Hello? Uh, he's gone. I'm going to have to... Sorry, this is the live digital call. I'm going to give him a call back momentarily just get this happening once again um, as we finish off this preview and I think it looks like Cosru is leading the way of the Penrith Panthers for sure um, so yeah we'll, we'll see what his uh, prediction is straight after this all right so we're back here we've got Matt Cosru back on the line um, mate digital's great isn't it Cos I, I love this COVID-19 yeah. situation it's, it's just like everybody else yeah. it's, it's fantastic uh, who do you think's winning this game you've obviously kind of already shown your hand and thinking Penrith are going to win uh, what do you think they're going to win boy and uh, how do you think uh, how do you think they're going to win give it to me yeah I think it'll be pretty much similar to that round 23 match um, I think it'll be an arm wrestle back and forth, 50, 60 minutes, and then Penrith uh, come away with the win, but I've only got them going 1-12 to 12 this time. So be a little, I think it was 13. 13 was the margin last 13, time. 13, exactly, yep. Yeah, I think it'd be 1-12. to 12 I'm, leading, I'm leading the same way, to be honest with you, and I think that, you know, as we talked about, the mind games really start coming in if, if CS can't get a, a big scalp over Penrith or... or Melbourne in that regard, and they haven't really played mainly with, with Tom Strojevic. So there's question marks over whether CS can deliver over the big games. They've been to three preliminary finals now, haven't been able to win any of these three. Obviously, I am a CS Sydney supporter, so there's a little bit of bias in me going, oh, maybe uh, I, I should lean the way of CS in this contest. But I think, uh, without being unbiased, I think the Rabbitohs are going to be really up for this contest. They were in round 23. I think there was a couple of brain explosions that that uh, really cost the Rabbitohs in the second half as the Penrith scored a couple of lucky tries. And obviously, there was the 11-2 to penalty count uh, that favoured Penrith in that contest as well. I think it's going to be a much even, uh, more even affair. I think it's going to be yeah. pretty intense early on. And I don't expect a lot of points getting scored in this contest, to be honest with you. I think the defence is going to be key. In that preliminary final last year, we saw it 20-16. to But it's yeah. hard to tip against Penrith at the moment. They've got a pretty fit squad there. They've be managed to give a lot of guys a break throughout the course of the season, and I think they're raring to go for this final series. In saying that, yeah. as a Rabbitohs fan, I'd like to see CR Sydney have a great performance, and then potentially they can go on and uh, and still be a major threat in this finals competition. But I think that the loss of Latrell, um, it might take Taff a little bit to find his footing, and uh, I just think that Penrith have too much big game experience at the back end with the like of Cleary and Luai. Um, they yeah. just they have a winning culture at the moment. It's going to be pretty much almost impossible to tip against them. So I've got Penrith by four, but I think that the Rabbitohs yeah. are going to be well and truly up for the fight, Cos. Oh, yeah. It'll be a great game. Yeah. I'm, I'm keen for the two top four games this weekend. Speaking of which, before we uh, move on to the next game and get Josh Duncan into here and, and into his preview, I know you can't wait to listen to his Eels, Eels uh, conversation, <laughs> mate. Uh what do you think in the uh, in the other games this week? And I didn't ask Aaron this, but especially the top four game, who do you think wins between Melbourne and Manly? Oh, I'm back at Manly. That's uh, a huge call, mate. It is a huge call. That's my um, upset of the week. I've tipped the uh, three other favourites, so Manly's my upset of the week. And Are you excited for the finals games? Obviously, the quality of... Uh, the game has been all over the place in terms of our own, my opinion, this year. What do you think? You reckon it's going to be a good final series? 
Yeah, I think it'll be pretty good. Uh, Roosters and Titans is a bit 50-50 for me at the moment. And, yeah, I think those. I think there's three games that are real 50-50, and then I think Parramatta will be too good for Newcastle. Nice. No worries, mate. All right, well, um, good to talk to you as always. Hopefully we can get you back uh, on the show at some point, maybe at the end of the year or maybe next season, hopefully face-to-face yep. instead of digitally. But uh, you're, the first two, <laughs> you're the first two-time guest, mate, so uh, something to be proud of. Uh, I don't know how you've how you've survived the cut, but we'll see if you survive the cut to a third time. I'll I'll talk to you later, man. Enjoy your football, um, and uh, let's move on to the Knights and Eels preview. All right, we're up to the final game of finals week one now, and I can't do this alone either. Uh, we've had four, three guests so far. The fourth one is a diehard Parramatta Eels supporter, a long-suffering Parramatta Eels supporter. <laughs> Welcome to the show, one of my good mates, Josh Duncan. Josh, how are you going today, mate? Thanks for being a guest on the show, and uh, what are you thought of the rugby league over the past month heading into the finals? Uh, thanks, Wessie. You know, it's um, been going all right. Just trying to watch the Eels suffer through the last sort of five weeks with a little bit of... Um, a little bit of positivity here and there. Um, look, with the last last few weeks heading into the finals, obviously pe- um, teams resting a lot of players, a lot of suspensions, a lot of injuries. It never gets easier for any of the teams heading into the finals. But for me, I think it's just a clear uh, three-horse race at the moment. You've got Storm, Penrith and Manly. I think those are the only three teams who are going to actually challenge for the premiership this year so and i think everyone else is making up the numbers um tommy turbo is just on another level at the moment it's just it's, freakish watching him play it's unbelievable isn't it it's just it's some of the best form i've ever seen any player have i mean it's like up there with joey up there with barber hayne at his best back in the yeah, day hayne and that 2009 run i think tommy beats that with ease yeah this year, it's just in- incredible. With how he's been Surely he wins the Dalian medal, right? Oh, yep. it has to. Even if he's played less games than a lot of other people, he every time he's on the field, he gets he should be getting that three those three Dalian points. Absolutely. Uh, go, we're better talk about Parramatta, but before we get to him, it's interesting you say it's a free. Uh, team race instead of a two-team race, like a lot of people would be saying that only Penrith and, and Melbourne can win this comp. You've got Manly in there. What do you think? What is your predictions in those two top four games that we've got uh, early in the week? Oh, Storm and Manly. Storm and Manly is always a good game. And I think, um, I'm not too sure if Tommy played the last one. I forget, um, to be honest, how the last Storm and Manly game Yeah, it was 28-18 and Tommy played. It was around 21. Yeah, so... Well, Storm are good at shutting down players. If they can continue to continue to shut down Tommy, then it's going to be all right. And I know Tommy still did a lot of stuff in that game, but it's shutting down the middle of the ruck where Tommy can just blast out of nowhere, whereas a hooker or Kieran Foran um, does an inside ball and Tommy just bursts through the middle of the ruck. Yep. But if that's what Storm's really good at, shutting that down, if they can continue to shut that down, um, Manly won't have much of a chance against Melbourne. But you never know with Tommy the way he's going at the moment. And Storm haven't been the most consistent either, even though they've, <laughs> I say, not consistent. They won 19 in a row, only lost one in the last 21 weeks. Still don't think they've played um, their best footy yet, but... Yeah, exactly. They they haven't seemed to hit their stride, and it's a scary thing to think in the finals if they hit their stride the way they could play. Mate, it's 
So, so just to be clear, you still are tipping the storm, though. That that game, yeah, yep. still still tipping the storm, but um, who knows what could happen? And you got, if pe- you got they pe- don't, if they don't turn up, if their rock defense isn't the greatest, then Tommy could tear them up. And you got Penrith versus CFs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with if Latrell Mitchell was playing, I think it'd be a lot tougher to tip because yep. Penrith haven't exactly been their best. But um, I think they've showed over the last. I mean, even though it was against the depleted Eels, I mean, we we kept it up with them for the first half, and then Penrith just did Penrith things, blew blew us off the park in the second. But they haven't hit their stride yet. I think they will in this game. They'll all turn up, and Latrell Mitchell is a massive loss. The amount of work Absolutely. he does for the Rabbitohs, it's immense for them. So. I think it'll be both games will be very tight. I can't see a blowout in those two top the top four games, but I think um, the favourites will win. Absolutely, um, I'm talking to you digitally, obviously, because we can't be face to face. I'm keen to have you on on the show next year. Actually, talk to you, sit down, talk 110%. to you face to face. As I've been talking to you, as you were talking just then, I actually got a notification come up on my iPad. Um, that Paul Green has stepped down as the Maroons coach. I don't know who's going to be coaching yes, moving forward, but I, did see that. I just saw very, that. Very so breaking news while you're talking, man. That's an interesting. Yeah. I think it might actually carve the way. Speaking to South for Bennett, maybe to be, return to there next year. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting thought, isn't it? Because um, I know a lot of NRL clubs would like um, jump at Bennett in a second. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure about Paul Green. I mean, he had a good, rec- he had a fairly good record up the Cowboys. So I think he's a good option for an NRL club as well. But it's kind of blown it all open wide, hasn't it? Yep. You've got uh, Bennett. Bennett is definitely an option for the Queensland role. And to be honest, he'll probably take it. But, yeah. you got the expansion uh, role as well, the expansion team. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen up there. you got oh, Todd knows? Payton's under pressure there for the Cowboys. So who knows? Yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of coaches under pressure at the moment. So there's, it's always a revolving sort of door. Absolutely, man. job positions in the NRL with coaches. For sure. Um, all right, well, sweet. Let's. You want to talk about Parramatta, mate, your beloved club? Let's get into it. Um, oh. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so the action kicks off on Sunday from 4.05 p.m. up there at Brown Park, up there in Queensland. It's the Parramatta Eels versus the Newcastle Knights. Parramatta finishing uh, the ladder on sixth, in sixth position. They got a great win over Melbourne Storm two weeks ago. Newcastle. They finished in seventh. Uh, they rested a couple players last week, but uh, coming off a loss heading into the finals. Head-to-head, these two teams have played 55 games versus each other. Newcastle have won 30. They have the advantage over Parramatta. They've won 24. One draw. There's only been two finals that these two teams have played against each other. Parramatta won one. I believe it was in about 99, I think. Newcastle won the 2001 grand final after winning 24-0 at halftime. They won that grand final 30-24. Uh, to 24. Don't, don't remind me. <laughs> and 2021 so far. Uh, you guys have only played one time. The, the Eagles and Newcastle. It was Parramatta uh, destroying Newcastle in that game. 40 points to four. Josh, uh, how do you think... Both teams have travelled heading into this final over the past month of football. Who do you think is carrying more confidence into this game? And more importantly, because you're a Parramatta fan, uh, is it good to have that false hope, potentially false hope, um, of beating Melbourne, a full-strength Melbourne team, basically two weeks two weekends ago? Yeah, well, it certainly kind of hurt um, our record leading into the Cowboys game round um, 22 um, the week before Melbourne. Our form was atrocious. We lost um, 40-12 to, to the Rabbits, 56-10 to Manly, 
leading into the Cowboys game. So we were on an awful run. I think we were lost three on the trot, something like that. Then two wins in a row, including the win against Melbourne and then the throwaway game against the Panthers where we rested seven players, which I still don't understand why we rested all seven. But, you know, um, coaches do as coaches do. But um, I was going to ask you about that. Do you think it was a smart choice resting so many players on the back of that Melbourne Storm win and not kind of carrying that momentum through to week one? Oh, we should have carried the moment. I'm, I'm happy with... Um, with resting a few players, like Isaiah Papali probably needed a rest, the amount of work he's been doing. Um, but, and the other thing is, we've opened up Pen- Penrith again. They've, they went to another level in that um, second half. And if we have to come across them in the finals again, we may just cop that again because we've opened them up, which I'm, I'm not too happy about. I think we sh- definitely should have had a lot stronger team on the park against Penrith, especially it's a grudge match. It's one of our best matches that we usually step up in. So it was a bit disappointing for that to happen, but I still think with the confidence of beating Melbourne, breaking the streak, I still think we'll have a little bit of confidence um, heading up against the Knights. Yep, sweet. How, what about Newcastle? What do you? How do you think they're travelling? Because they obviously got a. Uh, it was a big loss to Brisbane last week. They played Pierce and Ponger in that first half, and yeah. Brisbane still dominated them. They didn't. Booked that, them. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, as an Eels fan, you got to kind of be a little bit confident going in this game, game, considering Newcastle they've won a fair few recently, but they're not particularly playing that well. It, it seems to me like, and a lot of critics agree that they might just be making up the numbers potentially in this final series. Yeah, look, I mean, they were five on the trot, but if you have a look back on the five, they didn't play that well. I think one game was outside of the single digits. Um, Thirty, They beat the Broncos, um, beat the Titans by one, yep. beat the Dogs, beat the Sharks, which is a little bit better than the other three, and then lost to the Broncos where Pierce and Ponga looked awful in that first half. And it just didn't improve for them. So it's hard to sort of gauge where Newcastle are at. And they have gone away from Ponga floating on the left to him floating all the time on their right, and their attack just looks clunky. Um, Whenever I watch them in the 30, in the 20, they just look like they've got no idea unless they pass it to Ponga or unless Pierce comes up with something. It's just revolving around those two. And the Broncos just shut Ponga down completely. Yep. Like, he could not do anything. No, he had that one pass out to Tuala, but apart from that, it was... Yeah, just absolutely nothing. And, I mean, the Knights have a better pack this week. The Saifidi brothers coming back. They've got Barnett back at his best position because he was probably one of the best second rowers when he was playing second row, and then they moved him to lock, and they started losing every single game. Yep. Um, so their forward pack is much better. Um, I think Tuala up against the right edge um, Parramatta side, uh, the right edge defensive Parramatta, is definitely an issue for Parra. Um, I mean, their left side is quite well known. I think Tuala's scored a ridiculous amount of tries in the last five weeks just keeps getting over the line. So if they can open up the right side defence, which a lot of teams have done to Para over the last five weeks, um, Para could be in a bit of strife. But I think with our forward pack, 
We've got Maddo named in the reserves. Isaiah Papali'i um, named on the bench as well, which um, I'm hoping that he comes on, switches for Sean Lane, Maddo comes onto the bench and Lane drops out. Uh, not the biggest fan of Lane, so no. I'd rather him sort of stay away from the finals. But um, I think we've got them covered. Uh, Ray Stone and Hooker, I mean, he's a natural lock. So it's a bit going to be a bit interesting, but we've got Will Smith on the bench who could take a bit of time away from Ray Stone, which is good. Um, so it'll be, yeah, really interesting battle. I think if we can get on top of their forwards and shut down Ponga, I think we should win quite comfortably. But you never know with the Knights, they can randomly turn up on a day and t- put 40 on any team. So It's going to be interesting, for sure. I, I'm just looking at the team list now, um, and... For me, uh, it Newcastle's forward pack. It, I think it's important uh, for for Papali, as you said, Papali he to, to start in this game, and Madison hopefully can get into the final seventeen because I think yeah. that's Newcastle's big chance. You look at that starting forward pack, and we're talking about uh, guys like Brayley, Saifidi, Frizzell, Barnett, as you mentioned. It is a really big yeah. forward pack, and that if they can get over the top of Parramatta early, then Parramatta could potentially be in some, some trouble. Um, and you mentioned Lane. Nakore is playing some decent footy, but I, I think that Papalee, the amount of work that he does, does he's really an important uh, figure in that starting lineup. You do get Regan Campbell-Gillard back yeah. this week. He's going to help you out. That's a massive in. I mean, he's such a meat eater. He's such a solid prop as well, and just gives us that flexibility of not playing Isaiah Papalee in the forward back. Absolutely. Sorry, in the uh, prop. Ferguson, Ferguson usually, because you mentioned the right-hand defensive side of Parramatta. That's per- Fergo side? Um, no, or, or Hayes is it Dunster has been yeah. playing there. Okay. He was playing there yeah. earlier in the year, Dunst- but now... Is Fergo's it Dunster and, and, and Blake, Blake or Dunster and Panisi? So it's uh, Dunster and Panisi yeah, and uh, yeah. Blake so, and Fergo. So you got that inexperience there that um, that Newcastle yeah. probably will be targeting. It probably will be a smart... 100%. Yep, absolutely. Um so we'll see. I mean, Pierce is really when Pierce is on. Pierce is really on, and if he can get his kicking game right to that side and really target um, that right hand side of Parramatta defensively, then you guys could be in a spot of bother. I think that Newcastle are very much a momentum based team, though, in terms of um, they can score points quickly, um, but they have to have things go right for them. Kind of similar can can be said about against Parramatta. I mean, Parramatta. In previous finals, they've got an atrocious finals record. Parramatta in the past 10, 20 years, but. If uh, I mean, if things go wrong, then Parramatta can somehow sometimes get put off their game and, and not stick to what's worked with them in the past. So I think that uh, the likes of Brown and Moses have a lot of pressure on them, like they usually do in these big match situations, to come up with the right plays in these situations. But looking at the two lineups, you'd say, apart from Pierce and Ponga, which you mentioned, that maybe Parramatta have got a bit more spark and a bit more... They can score... Um, they've, they've got more danger men, more potential X-factors where they can kind of... Um, throw a little bit more uh, out at Newcastle all over the field. While Newcastle, you'd think, would just be targeting that that right hand side. So for for Newcastle to be strong, I think that yeah, Pierce uh, and Ponga really had to roam and and try to attack both sides. I think Clifford's form has been decent for Newcastle since he went there, though. I think him and Pierce have put up a bit of a formidable halves combination. I think the big danger, man, if they get going, is is Watson. Yeah, Watson's such a mobile unit in the middle, and um, this Paris ruck defence at times can be very, very lazy. 
Yes. Yeah, especially without Reed Marnie. So if you've got Connor Watson sniffing around the middle and Ponga sniffing around the middle as well, um, they could open up some holes in the Parramatta defence. So it, it is definitely a worry yep. having Connor Watson at 13. And it's such a sort of... Um, he's such a versatile player and really allows Newcastle um, basically an extra forward because he can move into hooker if Braley needs a rest. He can move into the halves if someone gets injured. So it's um it's an amazing amazing thing to have a utility player like that who can offer so much um, so much in attack and defence as well. In saying that, you are obviously you're leaning towards Parramatta being a Parramatta supporter, and everyone except oh, course, uh, yeah. except our good mate Coz <laughs> has has had a side that they're barracking for this weekend. Um, what, how do you think this game is won? Who do you think uh, is going to be the the big difference? Uh, maker and the big different points and who wins this game and by how much? I think it's all about the first 20 minutes. Um, both, as you said before, both Newcastle and Para are momentum teams. And I think when in games that we've won, we've started really, really well. Same with Newcastle. In games where they've started well, um, they're not playing from behind. They can usually control a game and Pierce can control a game really well. What Pierce sometimes struggles with is coming back into a game, especially when they're a bit down and under pressure, um, do some erratic plays or just pass to Ponga the entire time. But if both sets of halves can control the game properly, it could be an absolute arm wrestle. But again, both teams have been so inconsistent. I mean, we're um, high with errors, and I think that's the same with um, Newcastle as well. So... I'm really hoping that both teams turn up, and it's. I think it should be at least within ten, because um, you don't want finals to go out over fifteen, twenty. Like you don't want blowout scores. I think with the forward packs the same. I think it's going to be a tight game. Just um, I'm hoping that our halves turn up on the day, and our forward pack turns up on the day with less errors. I hope we get up, but there is always a chance that Newcastle do the exact same thing and um, rip through that right side of the defence. I am tipping power, tipping power by six, six. Or maybe eight. Uh, that's where I think I'm lying. But um, again, I think it will be a close game. And then in the last 20 minutes, I think we will sort of pull away a little bit, take control. I've uh, I've been really struggling on who to tip. I, I said a week ago, I think that I, I think that Newcastle might get yours. Um, but man, when I went back because I was working last Saturday and I didn't get to see a lot of the Eagles, uh, sorry, the Newcastle Brisbane game live. And when I went back and watched that, I there was some oh, real danger signs. I know that they had a lot of forwards out, but that first half, even with Pearson Prong on the field, they could just not get their groove. So I'm actually going to lean the way of Parramatta myself, and I reckon Parramatta win this by 14. I think that Parramatta can get some points early. Um, I, I still think Newcastle are a chance, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, Parramatta, that win against Melbourne, really, I thought they were gone, and uh, i got to say that they showed something a fortnight ago, and if they play with that sort of intensity, then I think they can get over the top of Newcastle. So I've got them by 14. Assuming Parramatta do win this game, if they do win this game, and you've got uh, Penrith beating Seahawks, next week we'll have a, a Rabbitohs, uh, a Rabbitohs Eels showdown. Oh. Our two teams against each other happened no, in week two of the finals normal. last year, and and Seahawks <laughs> got the spoils. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, mate. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, um, thirty-eight. I think it was thirty-eight twenty-four. I think we lost to you guys. Yep. Second week of the finals, uh, we. <laughs> 
I've got the I've got the our finals record over the last five years marked down, and it's not it's not pretty reading. It's <laughs> it's it's awful. I mean, not <laughs> Knights have lost, funnily enough, to the Rabbits. So if yeah. um if Penrith do get up next week, you've got two teams who have lost to the Rabbitohs in finals recently. Last so, year, both of them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Both so. of them. So, um, I mean, in saying good, that, I think you for you guys. I think you'd be preferring diverse uh, see us than potentially a, a Penrith off a loss, though. So, I mean, that could be a dangerous situation for you. Oh, hundred percent, especially with um, with Cleary playing the way he does. And, yeah. I mean, it. The thing with South is, even though Latrell Mitchell is out, we've still got Cody Walker, who's got a ridiculous amount of triasis. Adam Reynolds, who's such a good game manager, so. I really think that Penrith Rabbits game will be closer. And Tafe, is that how you say yeah. his name? I've been calling him Taff, but solid. anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's solid. He's um, he's a good player, and I think he's a good future fullback, and he could potentially just um, step up. Well, I said it. Big Latrell shoes. I said it to both Aaron and Coz. I think that even if Manly and CFs lose round one, uh, week one of the finals, or, or Storm Penrith, I don't think a round uh, a week one loss takes you out of the competition. I think you can definitely rebuild and, and <laughs> definitely make a big not. push to the finals, being from that top four position. So, um, but I want to thank you, Josh, for being a part of the show today, mate. Hopefully we can get you in person. Um, I forgot to... I, I apologise because when I introduced you today, I forgot to mention that you've been in the top 1,000 uh, for Supercoach in the last two seasons. That should have been a part of your intro. Um, I know we, we've got a big Supercoach rivalry. This year didn't go the way we wanted to in our personal comp. And, uh, Definitely not. <laughs> mate, we'll see how we go next season. Um, hopefully also I can get you potentially on um, on the film What Have We Been Watching podcast at some point in the future next year. Hundred percent, definitely aim for it, and hopefully um, it goes well. I mean, hopefully um, we get up this week, and I'm not going to say I hope that the Rabbitohs lose, but it'll be a fun <laughs> podcast next week. Rabbits versus Seals. Absolutely, mate. <laughs> definitely. No worries, man. Thanks for being on the show, and uh, uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Always a pleasure, mate. Thanks, Enjoy. Mate. Cheers. All right, and that concludes my footy tips for finals week one. It's been a hell of a show so far and i hope you guys have enjoyed it just a recap um i want to thank everybody for being a guest on the show today aaron man was spectacular as always he's very well spoken matt dupont he loves his gold coast titans and he loves movies so check him out at the dupology reviews um hopefully the titans gonna get up for him this weekend matt cosru uh huge fan of rugby league i mean he in terms of knowledge um he's one of the one of the most knowledgeable people in terms of uh, being a fan of the sport that I've ever met in my life. And Josh Duncan loves the Parramatta Eels and it's just a genuine good bloke. So thanks, everybody, for being a guest again. To recap my tips this week, I've got the Melbourne Storm being too strong for Manly, the Titans upsetting the Roosters uh, in a huge, huge upset um, and eliminating them, Penrith being a bit too strong for the South Sydney Rabbitohs and Parramatta uh, eliminating the Newcastle Knights to move on to week two of the finals. Thank you guys for listening to the show this week. Hope you enjoy your finals football. I'm excited. It's going to be a massive week and win, lose, or draw. It's been a good effort for all these eight clubs to get there. It's going to be a hell of a final series. I can't wait to discuss it. I'll see you guys next week for my preview for week two of the finals and my team of the year.